Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What up, Fightful friends and family, and welcome to Fightful Wrestling Roundtable. I am your host, Shaquille Mahjoui, and I don't know if it's the coffee or if it's the amazing, some would say chaotic lineup we got in store for today that's amping me up, but I'm glad because I'll tell you, I was telling these guys, I was falling asleep right before, but no longer. We are here for another episode, episode 11, I think, of Fightful Wrestling Roundtable. Let's meet this colorful cast of characters today first, and I can tell you he's got a lot on his mind. You can hear him on Rassel Rap, Renee Paquette's podcast, Rosenberg's podcast. He's everywhere. He's doing everything. Chapstick like a Cuban cigar, Emilio Sparks. How's it going, my man? <laughs> what's what's going on gentlemen i appreciate it Shaq. thank you again for for asking me to come on and hang out at on this round table i am honored to kick it with such pundits uh yeah and you know we've got the world tag team champs of this wrestling media Ooh. space underneath us on the on, on the video here i'm glad you found yourself an ally and uh is that a, is that an elvis presley cookie jar Oh, it, this thing has been with me throughout my entire career. It, it oversat when I was at Sirius XM. It was with me when I was at WWE. And it's been with me through Gallows and Anderson stuff, Renee and Peter Rosenberg. It's my, it's my good luck charm. I got it when I was on the road in Memphis. I love it. And let's not bury it any longer. Look who we have here. The dynamic duo of the game. Us? Much like the Vince McMahon era of pro wrestling. No last names here. Mm-mm. One and done. No. Going in raw, Steve Larson. How's it going, guys? It's going good. Thanks so much for having us. It's hard not to stare at Elvis looking down upon (laughs) us all. You know, I was hoping that it was a cookie jar, to be honest with you. I thought Amelia was going to grab some. uh, Oh, look at that. Look at that, man. Let me get some cookies, man. You want some chocolate chip, baby? Sorry. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) They used to have a Batman. I used to have a Batman and a Superman one, but I think they broke it. Yeah, like a long time ago. But uh, yeah. Glad to see that the king is with us still. Larson, did you want your 10 seconds to shine on that intro? I don't have a cookie jar at all. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't need cookies, so I have no cookie jar. Well, could we get you a cookie jar? Which one would tickle the pickle if you wanted one from a nostalgia pop? What would you What would you like? Would you like a, a Andre the Giant vintage cookie jar? Could somebody on Etsy make one? If, if I had my druthers, it'd be a Sid cookie jar. Give me a Psycho Sid cookie jar. Uh, that, that, that would make my day. If only there was a holiday of some sort coming up where you're supposed to gift people stuff, but I know know. like a Sid themed holiday where you give someone a a Sid themed item is what you're talking about, right? (laughs) I meant Christmas, but you know, yeah, Sid, (laughs) Jesus, same thing. Sure. Merry Sidmas to all. There's your dad joke of the day. Larson, Steve, I know you guys had the kids up trick or treating last night, so I'll let you guys hold on to that one for the next time you need to pull it out. Guys, let's get to it. Uh, There's so much to talk about. Um, As far as I'm concerned, it's been interesting. You know, when I started this podcast um, here on Fightful Pro Wrestling, shout out to Sean Ross Sapp. uh, For me, at least, AEW was what sort of reinvigorated uh, my interest in pro wrestling and and got me into this. As of late, I'll be honest, I've been really enjoying most of WWE's programming, especially those two-hour SmackDowns. Shout out to Brent Brookhouse, who takes the three-hour Raws off my plate. 
Um, and I'd like to start here. I don't think there is a better storyline going on in the space right now than what Sami Zayn is doing with the bloodline. From what I've read, this was initially supposed to just be kind of like a side comedy story for a few weeks. We were going to move on to some other things for some of the participants, but it's really taken on a life of its own. And Sami Zayn, you know, the bloodline sort of came to the forefront of WWE on the merit of Roman Reigns' performance in title defenses, the Usos' performance in title defenses. And once, just as it was starting to get a little too stale, right? They beat everyone. There's no real viable contenders. We get this jolt of life into it, courtesy of Sami Zayn. Not just the comedy, but sort of all the subplots that he's weaving into this, whether it's Jey Uso's temperament, his alliance with Solo Sokoa, him rising up in the uh, in the sort of ladder here. Jim, Jimmy Uso finally starting to you know get frustrated as sort of the cool, calm, collected one. It's just been so much fun to watch. WWE seems to really be taking their time with whatever the payoff is going to be to this. What I'd like from you guys is what would you sort of like to see the payoff of this be? I don't know how elaborate you have sort of panned this out, but maybe at the very least, like what should Sami Zayn get when all this kind of comes to an end or sort of takes its big next step forward? Emilio, I know you got a lot on your mind, so let me let me help you get it out now. <laughs> all right, so I have I have two things. First off, agree with you 100%. Um, the, the Bloodline storyline was getting stale. They were beating everybody. There was no – it wasn't really compelling TV as it once was when it first started. Then Sammy comes in. He starts doing the honorary use jokes on social media, and it really started to take off. Um, I do like the fact that something is going – going to be done bigger and i think this is the first time in a long time that they're building a they're building a mid-card person and it, it for a payoff now whether that payoff is Sami Zayn winning i would love to see him win the wwe championship right it would be it would be such a great payoff to see or what i would like to see more is jay uso get kicked out of the bloodline because his paranoia is starting to affect him kind of like how like the telltale heart kind of thing would be with like real Edgar Allan Poe where you have this person who's not the coolest it would probably in high school you would have picked on him but there's something sweet and innocent about him where you could tell he just wants to be along because he's never had any type of coolness attached to him before so he wants to go above and beyond so that's why there's always a little bit of the um the posturing on the posterior for the tribal chief or he looks at uh you know Sokoa as the protector of him and you know he has this playful relationship with Jimmy where they have the the handshake where they do all the slappies of the hands and you could see like you know it doesn't really gel with with Jey Uso who has history with not being aligned with what the tribal chief wants to do anyway and they had some real that hell in the cell match and that was art they really could have went somewhere with that they want to align them because obviously, you know, families first, but if they have something where it breaks up and he, and he is the one that's really good full storytelling that goes circles back to originally during the Thunderdome Rome era, as I like to call it when he was just running wreck on the Thunderdome. So it could do that. Do I really believe that they would do something like that? Probably not. Do I think what we get is Sami Zayn getting kicked out of the bloodline and gets a shellacking and in comes a, a, a a a hero in Kevin Owens who rides in on the white stallion. They, they come in, they they put up some fisticuffs and dethrone the Usos as world tag team champions coming out of WrestleMania. I see that one coming, and then that gives Kevin Owens his Grand Slam um, trophy, and that gives Sami Zayn his second championship in the WWE. So I, it could go anywhere. So the fact that we could even talk about this in two separate ways, I think, is really cool. And uh, before we move on, guys, if you have any questions for the quartet here, I mean, you know, mostly true. I'm just here to kind of move things along. Uh, please feel free to leave a super chat, dollar, 10,000. I've got my preference, but either way, it makes a good impression on the boss, right? I'll leave those. We'll make sure to get to them at the end. Uh, Steve or Larson. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to, you know, I, Steve's name always comes first here, so I don't want to bury Larson. So whoever's got uh, something. You to know what? Save them. the best for last. I'll go now. Emilio, <laughs> I love a lot of what you said. And I think, you know, your central point about 
the complexities involved here are, is really what matters. I mean, Larson and I have talked about this endlessly whenever we talk about the bloodline, especially over the past month or so, is that it's gotten to the point, and, and I, don't, I don't say this easily, it's gotten to the point where I approach SmackDown these days. Any time I know that, that a Sammy J segment's going to be on, the same way I'm, I'm going into a, a new episode of Breaking Bad or Ozark. Yeah. It's, and, and I've never, in 25 years of watching wrestling, I have never felt that way about walking into an episode of WWE or AEW. I never have. Um, and it, it's that compelling. Um, so I, honestly, I, I, the way I think, I think Emilio's onto a lot. I think there's a lot of ways you can go. I think ultimately you're, you're absolutely right about Jay's the one being dumped on. And so I feel like there needs to be some amount of, so Sammy's kind of like the comedy relief. Who's also kind of a prick in his own way. He's clearly oh, yeah. wanting Jay to be the guy who stepped on so he can step up. Well, eventually I'd love what I would personally love to see is Jay eventually comes around to Sammy. He eventually, and we've seen them kind of start to get on the same page and I'd love to see Jay come around to Sammy. And at that point, as soon as he does, Roman says, it's time to get rid of him. And Jay's like, I just got on board with this. Roman says, it doesn't matter. You got to acknowledge and, and, and I'm at the head of the table. So Jay reluctantly gets rid of Sammy they end up losing the tag titles to Sammy and Kevin Owens. And in the end, because you got to have, I mean, it's got to be like a Cody or somebody like that comes in to take the title off of the titles off of Roman. And at that point, it's got to come down to similar to what we saw when Hangman won the titles and the Young Bucks had an opportunity to screw him over one last time. And they're like, no, no, no. But this is kind of different. In this case, Jay would have an opportunity to help Roman. And in the end, he's the last guy who can and says, not now. That ain't going to happen. Roman loses because of Jay. Roman, and it's not Jay taking it from him. It's Jay stripping Roman, being the guy to stab him in the back finally, mm. or just leave him to his own devices so he loses the one thing that he treasures the most, the titles, and because of the betrayal, the bloodline. And, mm. uh, and that's how I think it should be. I don't think... I mean, if there was a span of time when I thought, yeah, Sammy should take the title. I think you want to blow up the place. Sammy takes the titles, but I don't think that's his story. And I don't think Jay taking the title is, is, is Jay's story either. It's about family, and it's about you're simply using me. You're simply manipulating me w- with an outsider, mm-hmm. with Sammy Zane. You're doing this. You're, make, you're treating me like a doormat with him. So he's got to be the guy who, who is pivotal in, in stripping Roman of the thing that Roman wants the most. Um, and that, that's how I think the story should play out uh, because neither Sammy nor Jay are heroes. They need to get their own. They need to come out with the things that matter most to them if this story is going to be you know, true uh, uh, to the way it should be told. WWE Creative, take notes. That's some good stuff going. Larson, anything you want to chime in with there? Sure. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think if WWE wants to be really oozy, uh give us a good moment you know there, there's either lately <laughs> what's that has steve been oozy enough lately mm. oh yeah i'm yeah I'm, you know I'm some days he's pretty oozy some days not so oozy so um, much oozy going on here it, it might be an overabundance of oozy on some days too much um, too much too much oozy uh there's two kind of callbacks that they can if they want to say hey we're going to give sammy a huge moment not necessarily a title reign I mean, I think what's going to happen is, is, is you know, what uh, Emilio and Steve mentioned is it's going to be Owens and Sammy take the tag titles off the Usos. Um, but for the sake of discussion, what if they say, all right, Sammy, we're going to give you a moment. We either call back to when Mankind won the title, you overbooked the finish of it, and, and then you have, you have, you have uh, Sammy have, oh, even just for a week, you have him drop the yeah. next SmackDown or something like that. But you give him that moment or Dude, Tony, Tony yeah. Schiavone can even spoil the results on uh, Rampage. There you go. Yeah, yeah. On, on Rampage or something <laughs> like that. Exactly. <laughs> seats. Um, or you do something like what Triple H did when Jericho beat him for the title Oof. where Sammy wins and Roman bullies the ref Oof. into reversing the decision. And so, you know, hey, Sammy was champion, but it's stricken from the record. It doesn't count. You get more heat on Roman, so much heat, uh, right? Because he's taken that moment away from Sammy. Um, either of those scenarios, I think, would probably be it would give fans the moment they really want without really, in WWE's mind, maybe tarnishing 
the the integrity and the legitimacy of of Roman's reign as as champion. But I I think the the, the legitimacy is there. I mean, he's on a run that you haven't seen mm-hmm. from somebody in a very long time. And even though he's on the Brock schedule, nobody's complaining that he's not on TV because when he's on TV, he makes the best of his situation, mm-hmm. right? But to me right now, and maybe you guys can give me a different answer, but who's hotter than Sami Zayn right now? And I love the idea that you talked about a mankind moment. Just give us a week of Sami Zayn, and then Roman comes in, and he is aggravated. He is annoyed. He isolates the rest of his family. He doesn't even want them to even be here. And then in that final moment, when so, like when it builds up to a crescendo, and he's beating the snot out of Sami Zayn, and Sami's trying to fight, that's when Jay has to come in for the kill shot. Because I like what Steve said, he finally warmed up to him. It's mm-hmm. such a Shakespearean like it tragedy. Yeah. It yeah. rolls out right in front of you. Like yeah. It could be that. And I think that's the, the fun part. And to touch upon like the whole Usi thing, Sammy wasn't even there last night, and that crowd, which was pretty dead for most oh, of the night, yeah, yeah. And I, uh, Texas crowds aren't always the hottest, so mm. so for them, like that was really good. They were chanting Usi, so I don't think that they have anybody as hot as a mid Carter that they have built up to this point right now in years since Sammy Zayn. Mm. So this, yeah. Would I love to see that mankind McFoley moment or even Roman flexing his tribal chiefness and bullying the referee? Oh, this is why it's the most compelling storyline WWE has had in a very, very long time. It feels, it honestly feels like, and I don't know, I, I would imagine, I would think that Paul Heyman has a heavy hand in what's going on. I mean, you just yeah. you just sort of get the feeling, and I wonder if it's the kind of thing where it's like Heyman's magnum opus. You know, it's like, man, mm-hmm. I don't have Vince sort of like saying, oh, pal, that's not going to work. It just kind of feels like maybe he's been like, oh, I had this opportunity to write the the um, the great American novel for WWE. Yeah, you know, yeah. because it yeah. feels like that's what we're it getting does. with this. The complexity of the characters and 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 whatnot. Yeah, it definitely feels like a novel as opposed to a wrestling storyline. Yeah, yeah, and there's so much nuance with it too. When they when they um when he said, I don't give a damn about the tribal chief <sighs> and Roman's facial expressions yeah. change. I, I, I looped he- that like four or five times. I brought my wife just... into the room to watch that. I was <laughs> right. like, get in here. This guy's just doing this. This guy's doing this because she like half pays attention. I was like, this is really good. Check this out. It was, oh, my God. It was mind blowing. Because when you play paranoia and anger as good as as what Jay Uso has been doing. It's brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really it, it really harkens back to the Thunderdome Rome stuff when he was this this quintessential for the time baby face for that moment mm-hmm. and you could just tell he still resents his cousin oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and no matter what like it, it but it intensifies that now you're bringing in an outsider mm-hmm. who's not one of us who does mm-hmm. not share our blood and you're choosing him sometimes over me you want him to broker peace you want to bring him in as a confidant now he's him and my little brother are being good even the 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 ceremonial switching of the shirt and becoming the honorary ooze there was so much he was doing on his face, Jimmy mm-hmm. and Jay, that it was just like the anger and like the seething rage that this individual now I have to start acknowledging this man as as, as an honorary oos, a title that we we use here. Mm-hmm. No, uh, it, so it's fun. And he's the guy who ripped the shirt off him. He was like, yes. oh, now's my time to jump. Oh, yes. And when his time to jump is going to come, he's not going to want to do it. That's that, right. that's what it's got to be. It's It's mm. got to be Jay, because Jay on, and I know like people love the, the, the breaking moments and, and those are great and everything. But in between those moments, for the majority of it, Jay has been an absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. performer, actor in this. I mean, his his portrayal has just been absolutely amazing. It's, it's like I honestly cannot think of another portrayal in pro wrestling that 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 we've seen be better than this Jey Uso one. It's been no. magnificent. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm honestly sort of sitting here uh, getting sidetracked thinking about you know we're gonna see the family now. I think over time transition more and more into Hollywood. You got The Rock. You're already getting Roman Reigns <laughs> yeah. dabbling, and I honestly yeah. think Jey Uso could uh, could really make a killing in that. Industry. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah he's Ab- been so good. Yeah, he's so been good. really good. Now, uh, someone who at this point 
might not have a choice other than to really lean into uh, acting and projects outside of pro wrestling is by the sounds of it and the reports that are beginning to come out. CM Punk, uh, it appears that the investigation into Brawl Out has concluded. Um, we're starting to see our first hints recently on Dynamite of the elite Young Bucks, Kenny Omega um, on AEW programming after the company was very much hush about the whole thing. Uh, we know that Ace Steel's out and the most recent reports state that uh, a buyout is is imminent and expected um, and that CM Punk will not be returning to AEW and not necessarily, not exclusively a business, business decision, but also, you know, uh, he seems to have allegedly very much alienated himself from the locker room and locker room leaders who don't want him there. Um, if you were in Tony Khan's shoes, uh, would you have reached the same decision? Is there anything you could have done with this situation? This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply other than remove CM Punk from the company. And uh, Steve, are you willing to go first on this? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I mean, I, I, I honestly, let, let's, let's assume that it was the decision that he had any other choice. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know that given what happened in the locker room, there would have been any other choice. I, I mean, it seemed like uh, given what CM Punk said in the, in the media scrum, I mean, God, his, you know, burning down basically all the EVPs, a former champion, Hangman Page, given what we've, what we've read about, you know, Chris Jericho saying, hey, you're a locker room cancer. Um, you know, if, if the majority of that stuff is, in fact, true, um, I, I don't know that he even had a choice. I'm not sure CM Punk would have been like, yeah, I don't want to stick around here. I mean, God, what did you just say? Like, how are you even going to be here anymore if, you, if, this is your, if this is your outlook on the company that you're currently champion of? Um, I don't know that that he had a choice in the matter. Um, it, it was honestly like we've been so deep into all of this. Uh, everybody who talks about it online that it's it's kind of hard to remember just how shocking that media scrum really was, and like what was said and 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 Khan's reaction to it. Where clearly he was he was shocked and 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 befuddled. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I don't know how you continue with him. I, I really did. It's a, it's a really sad thing because his, for the most part, the majority of his run was fairly outstanding in AEW. I mean, I, you know, I'm not privy to what goes on backstage beyond what we read, but um, what I saw on TV, a lot of the stuff was fairly compelling. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's just sad that it ended up like this, but I don't know that there was any other choice that could have been made. I mean, could he have brokered some sort of peace agreement? You'd like to think that that would have been a possibility, and if so, maybe he should have done that. But I, it seemed honestly that that wasn't even on the table. So I, I don't know that the right decision, you know, was anything but what what happened. So, Larson, yeah, I don't, I don't have much to disagree with, but you know, I think if it comes down to, you know, fights happen in locker rooms; they happen, you know. Um, but it seemed like before that there was some battle lines already drawn seemingly, you know, punk, he went out there during the scrum and, and said his piece and in the process seemingly alienated a lot of people. And if, if, even if there was a willingness on punk's part to, to stay around, 
in AEW. If Tony Khan had the willingness to keep him there, at the end of the day, if there's no one willing to work with him, like, was Punk going to be on elevation or something? You know? Um, I don't know. Like, you don't, you got to put Punk against other main event guys. Um, and if you know, the reports were true, that a lot of them did not want to work with them. Punk would just have the same feuds over and over with the same three people. And I don't know if that's feasible long term. Um, you know, if, if, if what the reports were true and Punk was essentially voted off the island, I don't know what other recourse you could have had other than unless Tony Khan just goes in there and, and, and slams his fist on his desk and say, all right, which maybe at some point he should, should have done well before the, the media scrum say, all right, you all worked this out. Um, but at that point, it didn't seem like anybody's really willing to. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Tony Khan has really any choice in the matter. Emilio. First off, it's sad. The whole thing is just yes, sad. It's it pitiful. Is. It's pitiful. It's sad that when you are a performer of his elk and his talent and how much he has invested in the game for so long and how much stake that this man has had. I mean, for seven years, the crowds in any wrestling show would chant your name. There is a power that yields with that. And then you have arguably the greatest return in the last, I don't know, 15 years in professional wrestling, where you sell out an arena in Chicago based off a rumor, and nothing was ever said. It was no, and they kept it pretty much like close to the hip that the, this wasn't leaked, but off a rumor. And then you hear the static and comes out to, uh, you know, cult the personality, and the crowd erupts. It was the greatest. It, it's great. And they did huge numbers off of it. Then they're doing million-dollar gates because of him, which is what you want when you want to elevate your company when it was only going into year three. That's the – so that's – if you think about it from a business standpoint, he was going to do what he was supposed to do now. Mm-hmm. Did did he whistle a different tune from year one going into year two? Yeah, and it starts with the promo that Hangman said at uh against when he mentioned Cole Cabana. Now, the difference I feel is that maybe he didn't – Maybe Hangman did not come to Colt, uh, did not come to Punk first and said, hey, listen, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? Because MJF said something similar. Now, is it just because you just don't like Hangman Page and you like MJF? Maybe that's a thing. Who really knows? We don't know. We weren't back there. And there really wasn't reports at that time percolating about, you know, any type of, of negativity in the locker room. And then you fast forward, he gets injured. John Moxley becomes the interim world champion. And oof, John Moxley, what a, what a, literally oh, the heartbeat man. of AEW. Absolutely. The heartbeat of AEW. Without John, it doesn't work right now. And then he comes back, he wins. And you thought, okay, we're going into the era now where the, where the storyline is going to revolve. We're going to get Punk MJF 2. And we're mm-hmm. going to get this whole thing, and then CM Punk will do the business, and MJF becomes the next AEW world champion. That doesn't happen. He had an agenda. I get it. Sometimes we all get aggravated. Maybe, like he said, maybe he was hurt. Maybe he didn't agree with the discourse that they were doing behind the scenes. Who really knows? But if I'm Tony Khan, after that moment, after that press conference, when you just you just go, and you take the you take the shine away from all your other performers. It took the shine away from Tony that night. It took the shine away from Swerve and Keith that night. So that's really unfair that you come in and you already had an agenda. He sat down. He had the agenda. His body language was all there. I mean, he had, he just went in, and he felt maybe he, he was justified. But you can't do that from a business standpoint and being the top guy. You can't. You can't. Even if you're unhappy, fine then take your ball and go home for a couple of days. And then maybe like you go and work it out with with the other people you have an issue with, but then there's a brawl and there's a dog involved and all this other just nonsense. It's just crazy. So if I'm Tony Khan now, I have to set a precedent to my locker room because there's been other fights after that. And without no real punishment, the inmates can't run the asylum. Listen, we all love pro wrestling, but pro wrestlers are nuts. They're nuts. (laughs) So you can't have anarchy. It's a business. <laughs> well, you need you, you need direction because that, that was my one takeaway from right. because you mentioned MJF, but also Eddie Kingston. The entire crux of their story is people don't like you. Yeah, right. Yeah. And exactly. so Hangman says that. And I'm like, OK, the one thing that we noticed when Hangman came out and started the promo stuff with Punk, even uh, like the, the I think it was like a solo one. I mean, it was like a yeah, no, yeah, it was a one solo, solo first. one first. Yeah. 
Yeah, and yeah. it was so confusing in that it seemed out of character for Paige. And we were put, you know, going through mental gymnastics, like, okay, maybe they're going in this direction. And it seems in retrospect kind of obvious that maybe Tony Khan having faith in CM Punk and having faith in Hangman Page, he just had faith that, okay, you guys can go figure out what story you're going to tell leading to Punk beating Hangman. Yeah. And that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so you no. have two guys completely on, the, on, on a different page. And at that point, is Tony Khan, if you're the guy that's booking this, you need to sit them together after that first promo kind of sucked and say, okay, what is the story? What are we going to agree to say? And how are we going to get there? And it's clear that none of that happened. And then worst case scenario happened. Right. But I think, unfortunately, at that point, I think, you know, and listen, I don't know the man. In fact, I, I've always been a huge supporter of the man. I think he's absolutely fantastic in anything that he ever done in CM Punk. But, you know, like we've seen this go around before. We've seen the same song and dance. It happened in New York and now it happened in Jacksonville. Yeah. So is the problem really them or is the problem you? Are you self-sabotaging? Because you guys would probably know better than I would. It's probably a lot of money they're going to have to pay him out now. It's probably yeah. a substantial amount of money. Yeah. So it's yeah. like you you did it to yourself where you really could have told some really interesting stories. You could have put over a ton of new talent. And then at the end of, what was it, five years his deal was, four or five years, you could have rode off in the sunset with a great return, one hell of a championship run, and you made this company a little bit better than you left it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they are they going to do if if it comes down to this where they just going to buy him out and he has to sit down for X amount of time? Then the decision, the, the, the right decision has been made and you have to focus on the guys that helped you build the thing in which you created, mm-hmm. which is why when when AEW released that Thanos looking finger snap thunder thing on their social media with the young bucks and Kenny being wiped from existence. It's not that it, it, it shows and it highlights that without them, it doesn't matter. And to quote mm-hmm. the, the great um, old dirty Bassett from Wu-Tang clan at the beginning of triumph, you know, we're the Osiris's of this shit. So what really without them really without them, does it, does it come to the, the crescendo that it is now? So I think you have to you have to do right by the people that stuck behind you in the beginning and were willing to be there and really put the work in. Um, Punk would have been great for that five year window, but then after that, what do you do? You ha- mm-hmm. and you could see now that even without the elite, the locker room is stepping up. Like I said, John Moxley is probably the best locker room leader, and Chris Jericho as well, and, and Brian Danielson, the, the, like that holy trinity. Mm-hmm. are the best that lead by example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're doing the work. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. putting over the young guys. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's like, all right, let's course correct this way. Let's tell interesting story and let's start to build people. Mm-hmm. That's that's pro wrestling in it, it at its core. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, there are two takeaways for me after listening to all this. One regarding CM Punk is it's, man, it's super disappointing, even just for his legacy. And I don't, sometimes, you know, you get caught in the, in the hardcore bubble and you're, you you can't quite sense clearly how it translates into the mainstream. But here you have a guy who left WWE under very disappointing terms, but was sort of very much viewed as this hero that went against the grain, was anti-corporate, was anti-culture and, and really kind of got screwed. And his return was such a heroic triumph. And now he's sort of becoming this black sheep uh, in pro wrestling, and he's getting a lot of backlash from the fans. I think rightful, allegedly, rightfully for really playing with their emotions. Like there was so much going into this that people were excited about, and now you see it sort of bleeding into. Oh well, maybe WWE wasn't the problem; he was the problem. Whether or not that's actually true. So on one hand, it's very disappointing for his legacy. On the other hand, you know, I think rightfully there's some criticisms emerging about AEW's product um, after an incredible first year those first four champions uh now with the extra content and the bloated roster we're starting to see as is natural for some um r- repetitive qualities in, in the in booking and and um formatting that are kind of becoming cumbersome but in part yeah man they and you can maybe say this is a consequence of uh who's really steering the ship in aw but you know, MJF took a shine off of Wardlow's big moment. CM Punk took a shine off of MJF's big moment. 
champions have been getting injured left and right. Like it's been so hard for them to do any course correcting because every time they lean on someone for reasons that are of their volition or otherwise, like it's just kept falling apart. And that's all the more reason to give credit to yeah. John Moxley in particular, mm -hmm. I think, and Chris Jericho with the Ring of Honor stuff for just anchoring the company at a time where it's been really desperate for it. Absolutely. Right, but I, yeah. I, but I think you have to make these mistakes, mm -hmm. right? Like, Certainly. you know, I think also, I think people also forget that this company is still relatively young, and that's no excuse now because they have a a, a substantial television deal. And you have to be on point with TV, but there are going to be growing pains along the way. Like, you know, we got real lucky with WWE by the time we were starting to watch in the 80s. since maybe some of us watching on on YouTube, the late 70s. Right. We got real lucky because they kind of started to figure this out, like really early on. And by the time it was the machine, when it was Austin 316 or even Hulkamania, they had to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I, I think you got to I think the best part of watching things like this is seeing it grow and develop in real time. Yeah. And we can and then we can go on and we can tweet about what works and what doesn't work and why are they doing this and why Shaq you made a great point. The, the Ross is insane. And then they have, you know, the ROH stuff going on. So there's a lot of open ended questions and a lot of what the hell are they doing over there. But you're going to watch because you're seeing them now start to, OK, let's fix this. Let's make the world championship about this. Now you're starting to see Wardlow's going to get a program with Will Hobbs. Let's make this belt hot again. Okay, our tag team belts, super cool right now. This is what we need to do. Our women's division is finally coming around. Let's, let, and to, to quote Tony Khan, let's go. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it is, it's, it's an exciting yeah. It's funny yeah. because I remember like when it first started, the, the biggest thing for us was always like, I'm anxious to see where it's going to be six months from now. Mm -hmm. I want to know where it's going to be a year from now. And of course we saw, you know, last year at, at all out, it was like the biggest thing because we had all those amazing signings and then the signings just kept on going and going and going. And you start to say, okay, well, the honeymoon period is kind of coming to an end. Let's see what it's like when this dude is booking week in, week out with mm -hmm. all these different names coming in. And, yeah, there's going to be plenty of road bumps along the way because he's got five other high-profile jobs. <laughs> he's not relegating or delegating these uh, the, the creative responsibilities really all that much, it seems, it seems like, according to him, anyways, according, according to Tony Khan. And so we, we do get to see it. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it's what? The company's, like, basically three years old at this point. And uh, and weekly TV is just over three years old mm -hmm. and uh, and weekly TV, man, that ain't no joke. You got two episodes a week, plus you got dark and elevation and, you know, it's going to it's going to take a little bit more time uh, to, to to sort it all out. And he's got the ring of honor, hopefully with their own deal coming up soon so he can relieve some of that pressure. But uh, yeah, man, I, I would imagine writing weekly wrestling television is simply just it's, it's not that tough easy. Work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Be tough work. Larson, do you? I got a question for you guys too, Stephen yeah. Larson. Um, I, I want to know: uh, Do you think because it's so magnified now with social media, and everybody wants to critique everything and and wants to really like hop off on something, is it is it unfair that like, let's say every any wrestling company that does televise something, people are going to pick apart something because it's just inevitable. There's going to be flaws in everything. Like I've seen mm -hmm. it with GCW. I've seen it with impact. I've seen it on even new Japan. You know, do you feel that sometimes social media creates the disadvantage to create compelling television? Um, I don't know if it, it, it creates a disadvantage per se. I think if you look at just about any, you look at any TV show, you look at the, the, the filmography of a director, there's ebbs and flows. There's high, there's peaks and there's valleys. There's great, you know, especially the great, great directors. You know, you hope that the peaks are more uh, happen more often than the valleys do. But you know, Scorsese's had bad movies. Stanley Kubrick's had bad movies. You know, or less than I less than stellar movies. Um, and just about any creative endeavor, there's going to be a period where you're like, oh man, I'm on a roll now. I got the creative juices flowing. This is great stuff. And then sometimes, all right, well, I'll just kind of soldier through this and hope once I get through this period, something better will result in the end. Um, you know, how many, how many TV shows have, have had great two, three seasons and then they hit a bit of a lull. I think these things just happen and that's with products that are released not on a weekly basis like wrestling is, you know. Um, 52 weeks a year, you got one, two, sometimes three shows. 
you, you know, we, we joke about the, the, the video clip of Kevin Nash with his, his whiteboard and, and talking about having to book thunder when they're taping and stuff like that. And, and it's, it's funny to joke about him pulling out that giant whiteboard and, and, and diagramming that, but it's, it's in all seriousness, it seems like creatively it could be mentally taxing <laughs> to have to book yeah. like two or three weeks in advance and make sure it all lines up. Especially when you got, you know, we, uh, two, two or three other fairly high profile gigs with professional, you know, leagues. Yes. Um, yeah. As far as the social media aspect, I mean, yeah, I think it, I think it amplifies, but man, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what kind of influence that necessarily has, especially like you said, when you have a TV deal, you, you can't, you kind of can't really worry too much about what Twitter's no. saying. Mm -hmm. Clearly Tony Khan is the kind of guy who not only doesn't really, I don't think he really cares that much about what social media says, because if he did, you'd see, I think you'd see a much different product. I think you've seen these waves yeah. of social media uh, uh, movements where they're like, Hey, you know, more than one women's match on dynamite. He's, he hasn't done that in a yeah, long well, time right now. <laughs> right. Um, so you, <laughs> he, he seems Tony Khan seems like the kind of guy. And I, I think he's just, he can be fairly defiant sometimes. I think he's right. got it in his head, what he wants to do. Um, and, and I think, but dude, I don't know. I remember, you probably remember like when, when, when Russo had taken over WCW, <laughs> we, yeah. we didn't have Twitter. We had message boards. We had the internet. We didn't have Twitter, right. but I just remember being like in the ether somehow yeah. it being like everybody crapping all over it. And yeah. then, and I yeah. turn, I'm like, God, they're right. This is awful. Awful. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I feel like what, even if you go back, like word of mouth is going to be word of mouth, like people mm -hmm. talking to each other, uh, you know, wherever they used to talk to each other before the internet was around. Uh, I think you know, water people, cooler, huh? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Well, there's just a lot of water. Cooler right. I, don't know, I was <laughs> you, then. I don't, I don't remember where I talked to people. Um, <laughs> playground, I guess back in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I think, I think word of mouth and social media, is just like sort of different elements mm -hmm. of the same thing. But Tony Khan seems kind of defiant in the face of, 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 uh, attempted social media pressure. Yeah. It just seems like the echo chamber is getting more and more crowded with each and every passing episode of anything. Yeah. You know, yeah. so time to spend less time on the internet, though, man. Get away from. I'm me. not on the. I'm, I'm not on it. But when I do go on <laughs> and I scroll on my phone, and you just see just people arguing with each other about a take, it's mm -hmm. it's it's nuts to me. And mm, then yeah. you you see that like if you see something that has over three thousand comments, and like let's just say five thousand likes and retweets. Shaq, that's gonna that's gonna pique your interest. Oh. You're gonna go look, and then you're while you're on the toilet, you're gonna just scroll and read that thing, and then you're morning. gonna see what I mean. So like you're gonna scratch your head. So I don't know if it's a matter of staying on the internet constantly, but man, oh man, brother, it it that echo chamber is crowded and it's it very is. loud. Uh, yeah. That okay. So uh, we should probably move on before we do. We gotta get this now. Uh, as someone who is engaged to a nurse i probably should not advocate going in raw but <laughs> if you need a helping hand let me know the let me tell you the dong lord sean ross sap has something for you to chew on uh, let's do it if you want erect penises well one at least yours use bluechew.com but it's not just about that even though it is a lot about that it's about that performance it's about having that confidence bluechew is made with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, but they work on your schedule. Or not your schedule. Maybe you're you're not up to task. Blue Chew takes care of that for you, my friend. Get you ready whenever the mood arises or when it doesn't. Prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, and you don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy or the doctor's office. It's because you consult with an online physician, and if approved, come straight to your door. That way you can... You know the rest. Just pay $5 shipping when you use that code FIGHTFUL. Otherwise, your first shipment is free. That's bluechew.com and the code FIGHTFUL. Thank you, John Ross, uh, for keeping everyone, uh, you know, bricked up. <laughs> 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 Once Steve discovered that phrase, it's his favorite phrase. Now. This is oh not the first God, time he's I've dropped been... it. Like no. in the last I've, hour, yeah, let me tell you. I've been using that left and right. It's amazing. <laughs>
going to get in trouble with that one day. Yeah, be at a parent-teacher conference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, that was that was it. For whatever we were, we were discussing this earlier, for whatever reason, um, between pro wrestling and MMA, there's like no shortage of advertisers looking to pitch <laughs> penis pills and uh, grooming equipment to the 18 to 34 demographics. So I guess that's what we're all in need of. Um, any any blue? It's better than. It's better than going in and getting gas station dick pills. So get the blue chew ones. Better off. There we go. Emilio speaking from experience. Of course. And uh, listen, uh, you, may... you need a little pick me up. You need a little pick me up sometimes. What are you going to do? Late, you know. <laughs> I, haven't know. Slept... I got, I got nothing. It's late. Listen, you haven't, you haven't slept in four days. You haven't slept, yeah. You're all jacked this. up on energy drinks. You're, you're scrolling on Tinder or Bumble. Right, exactly. Grinder if it's your cup of tea, guys. Don't, uh, don't, whatever don't hinge any, match whatever whatever I, i've never had 13 years i've been with my wife so i don't know yeah actually i just missed the boat too in terms of uh i think wow i shot well i've been with my now fiance for nine years in january so i just missed the boat like as soon as i we got wow. started dating it all popped off so mm-hmm. it's a whole nother world out there gents yeah. that's it's, what i hear yeah. yeah that's why you're up at 20 years for me i've been with yeah. my wife for 20 years wow. i hope i wow. never have to experience that shit again i Ray, you don't because it is it's like nightmare. Right? Wow, it's bad, man. It's it's like pissing in a bad pool, dude. It's <laughs> it's terrible, man. Like I Wow. I don't even want to invest in it sometimes, but I'm single and I would like to have a I would like to have a wife and a kid someday. I don't know where to meet one church. I, I don't know. Like it's crazy. Crazy out there. Whew. All right. Now uh man. While Emilio Sparks continues to look for the crown jewel of his life, we have the pay-per-view hey, coming up. Thank you, guys. Look at that. I'm back. Uh, yeah, we have the crown jewel pay-per-view <laughs> coming up. Every time I think I got it, I lose it right at the end. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul headlining. Now, I think, you know, from the last time we did the podcast, it had just been announced and we're sort of reacting in real time. I think, naturally, we kind of have to taper our expectations a little bit. Especially, you know, uh, these pay-per-views are more blood money than blood feuds, and we all accept that, for better or worse. Um, How have we liked the Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns build, grading on the curb of what it could possibly be? Larson, give me a grade, and be generous considering the circumstances. Um, I'll give this... uh, If there was something between a C and a C+, that'd be what I'd give it. C minus plus, whatever you want to call it. Anyways, um, I haven't real. They can't do much more, I don't feel like, than what they're doing because Logan Paul's had two matches. Um, and he's performance of those two matches have been really good. He's he's comported himself the world of pro wrestling just about as well as you could expect of anybody uh, who's had two matches. Uh, that being said, he's taking on Roman Reigns, who had had that belt for a thousand days seemingly already. And you know, walking into this. Logan Paul has zero chance unless they overbook the heck out of that finish. Um, the best they can do is bring up his boxing background and say, yeah, he can, he can, he can maybe KO Roman. You know, I don't know if has Logan actually KO'd anybody in any of his boxing matches. They've all gone the Not distance. Not that I know of. Yeah, I didn't Decision. think so either. Decisions, yeah. Um, and they could bring up metal pins in his hand. I'm not buying it, you know. Um, but – you know, the point of this whole feud isn't necessarily to tell an interesting story, although I, I will say the way they have kind of woven Logan into the larger bloodline mm. storyline, um, especially now with Jay getting knocked out and him, you know, I'm sure at this point, Jay wants his pound of flesh for that, for getting knocked out. Uh, he's just not going to sit idly by and be cool with that. Um, so that might play into what happened Saturday. But the point of this whole feud is not so much to tell an interesting story. It's to get eyeballs on the product because they think Logan Paul with his massive YouTube and social media uh, uh, empire he's got there is going to bring eyeballs to WB, especially when he's facing off with the WB champion. Will that happen? Will some of Logan's fans tune into the show, watch it and say, oh, this is pretty fun. I'm going to watch wrestling now. I don't know. Um <laughs> But, you know, it's one of those situations where I have to say, all right, I'm not this particular story is not here to really tell an interesting story (laughs) It's to hopefully bring more business to the company. You kind of just have to accept that Um, as far as how they can make it better. 
I don't know, give like Logan Paul some bionic arms or something so you think he actually has a legit shot of knocking out Roman Reigns. Apart yeah. from that, I don't know. The Boston uh, Dynamic arms? Yeah, yeah just, give him a Boston Dynamic robot. Yeah, upper body or something. <laughs> I don't know. If he could get through the doorway, maybe he has a chance against Roman, you know? Um, outside of that, I really don't know. That's because the story's there for one purpose, and I don't really think it's there to necessarily tell a compelling story, but we got the Bloodline story, and that's good stuff as it is, so... Uh, guys, we will finish up on some Q and A. So if you have a question you haven't, super chat, any amount will do. Throw us, you know, throw us, throw us a tip. Do it, you, you give it to your waitress. You give it to your bartender. Now they ask you to do it when you go to buy a slice of pizza. Just accept it. Throw me some money. Move on with your life. It's okay, guys. Uh, Emily Spark, Emilio Sparks. Excuse me. You can tell that I'm about to. That's right. I got. I, listen, I, I I used to get that, and then you know you, you punch somebody you feel in the face better, and it stops. Uh, Shaquif no, was right. a popular one when I was in co- in high school. So, wow, wow! I would have never have guessed that one. I thought because of like the rise in popularity with Shaquille O'Neal, you no, would have no. people would have just been popular person you, around. Yeah. You know, in the seventh grade, someone told me, "Don't do the Jeff Hardy pose because you can smell your armpits." So uh, oh. we got we, we got a lot of baggage. we got a lot of trauma to unpack. Kids are so cruel, man. There's a lot of trauma to unpack. Middle schoolers are right. the worst. Middle schoolers are the absolute worst. You know, we're doing we'll okay do, for ourselves. It's all good, guys. Uh, we'll do okay. a therapy episode. Emilio. One day. Two yes. questions. First one, a yes or no. Will Jake Paul off a successful and honestly kind of impressive import- performance against Anderson Silva? Will he make an appearance and knock someone out? He better. Um, I mean, because that Saudi money runs deep, probably. Okay. He'll show up. Okay, give me your um, do I think it? Do I think it's Roman getting punched in the face? No, I think ah, the sacrificial I mean. lamb will be set up is is Sami Zayn. I think he's going to push somebody out of the way, and it might Ooh, be Sammy doesn't. Sammy doesn't do the Saudi shows though. Oh, that's right. So never mind. So there goes my theory on this. So I guess I guess Jay's Jay getting punched in. The, I guess be Jay's, Jay. getting Jay's the doormat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I guess Jay's getting punched in the face. All right, give me your grade here on uh, Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns, considering what it, you know. I, okay, so I would say just just based off the two matches that we've seen from him. Um, and the the promos leading up to it, and Roman really killing it last night as he's coming out of out of the ring and he's walking up the ramp. He cuts the second promo that I, I wonder if anybody really caught as he's he's talking a whole bunch of smack as he's walking up and he's really hyped about it. I'm gonna give it a B minus just based off that um, because I, I think that's respectable. I think it's safe. It's it's not it's not anything great. Do I think we're going to get a barn burner? I, I don't know, man. It's like, I think what everybody, we all agree here. It, it's, it's just something that it just carries that they didn't have to put months and months of storyline into. Then there's a pause because that's what they do with these Saudi shows where it's definitely just like a quick pause. There's a lull and then it can continue on moving forward with their narrative, whatever that's going to be after this show. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't think it's gonna gonna be super duper great, but I think it'll be fun enough to watch where you kinda wanna see, you know, him get his ass beat a little bit because he hasn't. I, I don't know if the, his demographic is going to bleed over and everybody watches. I think if you're watching these crown jewels cards, I think you're already a conditioned wrestling fan. This is not bringing in a casual. I think the the business for the casual stuff is definitely more WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble. I think those ones. Um, so I don't think it's going to do any business. I just think whoever gives them a list of <clears throat> names that they want, you know, around the time is this is what, and he's on it right now because he is signed and he is one of the biggest names in pop culture via that YouTube content creator space. And WWE is smart to want to capitalize off that. But we've seen this song and dance a thousand and one times before already. It doesn't really hit the mark. If he signed for X amount of matches, cool. Do you like, like try. And then you'll maybe get a real cynical wrestling fans respect. But I I don't, I don't think we're, I don't think we're we're ever going to see the brother do a tope or a shooting star press to the point where, like, outside of the ring, and you'd be like, "That's my next WWE champion." I need the- no. It this that would that would devalue, I think, everything that they they've put into not hot potating the championship within the last like decade. So I don't you I don't usually try to agree with Larson like in terms of this kind of stuff. <laughs> but when you asked him for a grade, I literally thought to myself between a C and C plus, and yeah. so like C plus minus is exactly correct. Um, that that's where I'm coming from it. And for me, I, I think the match is probably going to be better than we're expecting simply because his match against the Miz 
was entertaining as hell. Like Logan Paul really prepped for that. This is a bigger stage. It's a Saudi show. Um, I, I think it's probably going to surprise us maybe because our expectations are so low right now. Um, but that being said, I think the main misfire here has been in the approach they took with Logan Paul, having him try to be some sort of baby face who can get one lucky shot just doesn't fit him at all. And if I you could was su- his request, unfortunately, it probably was, it probably, he probably doesn't want to look, Oh, I don't want to be a bad guy. Well, I'm sorry, dude. That's kind of how the crowd perceives you. When they think of you, they think of like the, the things that they might've heard about your social media stuff, which is kind of nasty. They don't know about the fact that you've tried to make amends since then the wrestling crowd thinks of him as a bad guy. Um, and so I don't know why they wouldn't lean into that. Besides what you're saying, he probably requested that and they're just going to say, okay, fine. We'll just muddy through this, get to the match and get it over with. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd give it, I'd give it a C because I think the effort involved with his character has been kind of lame. They threw in this pins of the hand thing, which is silly. The match is probably going to overperform expectations, but at the end of the day, nobody's going to remember it. So yeah, that's sort of how I feel about it. It it it, it harkens back to the days when Lex Luger had the steel plate in his exactly. arm. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Now, like yeah. my thing is this: I had two steel plates in my arm because I was a bonehead growing up. And that does not work. Do you know like how it hurts if anybody even touches <laughs> your arm? Like so, like the whole the whole like you know concrete hands of God or whatever. Like like we're not what are you Ronnie Garvin now? <laughs> yeah, you know like we we we've seen your performances on these 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 Trilla boxing shows. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna snuff anybody. So let's just, <laughs> like you want to be this baby face? That's fine. You have to because they needed to to counteract what god mode is doing in the tribal chief mm-hmm. but at the same time too it's still roman reigns yeah and and his promo work to do this even at that press conference was just it was it was excellent mm-hmm. it made me want to say yeah i want to see him get beat up mm-hmm. bad i want to see him mm-hmm. get beat up I, uh... so, you're right you're right punchable face Put it in a great way. In a great yeah, way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll. You know. I'll be a little more generous. I'll give it a B minus with, with Emilio yeah. here, since like I don't. I don't know what else you're gonna do with this. Um. There are two things that sort of come to mind. One is, I wonder how this match is actually gonna play out because you know you had Logan Paul be competitive against the Miz. He can take that. Competitive against the Mysterios when he had the Miz aiding him. You can take that. But like Emilio said, this is God mode Roman Reigns. So I don't know what you do here make logan look presentable uh but not make reigns look silly so i'm curious how it's going to play out i think it would have to be a situation where be unraveling within the bloodline Mm -hmm. would distract roman from what's going on like he has firm control of the match however you know jay being a hothead is Mm -hmm. is doing something maybe maybe because jake is out there ringside with his brother jay's already over there trying to start some shit and then, and then, uh, 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 you know, Roman's distracted by that gives Logan an opportunity to get some of his stuff in. I don't know. Mm. Um, and the part two of this, you know, uh, I'll push back a little. I know, I think Emilio, you mentioned how the crown jewel, these Saudi shows are kind of throwaway. I think this year they've actually made a much more attentive focus at, at, you know, putting time into building the storylines. We're seeing Logan and Roman one or the other on television every week. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar is being weaved in quite nicely. So I, I think they're tying it into the calendar more mindfully than they have in past years. Yeah. I think you're right, though, in the sense that I don't know that they should have bothered because you know what's coming up very soon? One of my favorite pay-per-views of all time. One, I was very excited to see come back to its form under Triple H's guidance. And that's Survivor Series. And I don't know what we're going to do for that pay-per-view at all as a consequence of all this focus for a crown jewel. Last thing before we finish on some fan subs. Um, just kind of like one-word answers here from everyone. Let's say we get the bloodline fighting someone at Survivor Series. Does anything make sense for you? Or are we just going to get like a thrown-together mishmash of the people that they've been feuding with? Um, if it's war games, it would be... I think it'd be bloodline and then brawling brutes because I think Sheamus is probably going to be Roman's next feud. Okay. Steve, on board with that? Yeah. I mean, they, they wrote off Sheamus because of the bloodline. So it's going to be the Brutes versus the bloodline. I don't know if Roman's going to be in the match or not. It mm-hmm. might just be the Brutes versus the bloodline without Roman because they got mm-hmm. enough people there. Emilio? Yeah, I, I agree, too. It's, I think it, that's the next logical one, unless we want to 
throw a Hail Mary out there and pray that it's either uh, Judgment Day versus the Bloodline, mm -hmm. or maybe maybe we do because you I, you want to see Finn. He's never gotten a rematch for anything, and you, you can really use that as a conversation point. So mm -hmm. I don't know, but I think we're getting Sheamus as well as, as Roman's next guy. So I think that's the most logical one. This is the year of Sheamus as far as I'm Sheamus concerned. is super over right yeah. now. He's been putting yeah. on great matches for like two years now. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and just got married. So congratulations. To, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Emilio, maybe you should hit up Sheamus and ask him where he found his wife. You know, there's a... I'm going to I'm going to do that. OK, guys, uh, we're running out of time here. So let's uh, move on. It's <laughs> hard to do that, too. <laughs> let's go to some super <laughs> chat stuff here. Um, shout out to Hannah of the squad. Throwing in some money here and there. Appreciate it. Um, Graham B says wrestling has more than one royal family. I think he's talking about Stephen Larson, really. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Sounds right. Sounds right. And yeah, you know what? Lots of compliments with no actual questions. And that works perfectly <laughs> because we had, oh, Graham B throwing in one more just to make sure that Emilio doesn't make his next engagement. Emilio, specifically yeah. for you, what's a great what's album? Oh, oh. Uh, uh, what are we talking? Are we talking okay, so like hip-hop? I, I, I knew where you're going. So let me give you, I'll give you some disclaim, some caveats, and you can give me three. Um, okay. What to you is the one album you'll never get tired of hearing? You can loop it anytime, as many times as you want. You'll still enjoy it. Uh, Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. Okay. Um, what do you think, as a, as, a, as, a, as a piece of art, start to finish, is the most interesting, most compelling, best piece of work that you've experienced? Uh, Good Kid, Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. Andreas Hale will be very happy to hear that. Uh, and last one. What for you is, I don't know if this would be the same, would that be the greatest album of all time too, or do you have a different answer for that one? No. Um, great, greatest, oh, see, that is so subjective because you, you can't just pick just one thing for one thing. There's so many different genres that that i enjoy but um for me one of what i think the most perfect and complete within like the great american songbook and contemporary albums which was the birth of the concept album is frank sinatra and the wee small hours because it was an open love letter to ava gardner hmm. so. and that's just just one i could we could continue to go but we'll just we'll leave it at that because you could talk about the white album you could talk about uh ready to die by by biggie smalls as well so i could i can i could keep on going so Elvis Presley in the back there, turning his head 360 like the Exorcist. Oh, <laughs> oh, Elvis in Hawaii. Elvis man. made well, listen, he, entire career. He, he, he has. <laughs> he has. And I love The King. But the 68 Comeback Special is a great television show. And mm. the Elvis made great singles. Elvis never really made great yeah. albums. That's true. So That's true. It, it, the King will always be my guy. But uh, in terms of like albums, if we're listening for a cohesency and a musicology throughout, I, I, I can't, but if I'm going to blast Bossa Nova Baby from Fun in Acapulco from, from that soundtrack, oh, let's go. I'm shaking my hips all day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get some peanut butter banana sandwich going on. There you go. I mean, you got the Elvis sideburns, Steve. Let's do this. <laughs> Guys, I'm about as in the dark here as I was when Emilio started talking about wrestling in the 70s and 80s. Uh, shout out to my parents for bringing me into this world in 1995. Guys, thank you so much for everything today. This has been so much fun having you. Uh, I want to leave you gentlemen with the last words, so I'll do my part very, very quickly. Fightful fam, thank you so much for tuning in today. It's a blessing getting to do this every month. Uh, if you want to check out my work, you can do that at Shaq Wrestling on YouTube for all the uh, pro wrestling interviews. Got some with Finn Balor, one coming up this week with Bobby Lashley. Uh, Sheamus should be coming up in the next couple of weeks as well. Those will be great. Shaq MMA for all your MMA content. Uh, there's some interviews with Islam Makhachev there, the lightweight champion. Should have a ton of stuff for UFC 281 next week. I think we're getting Michael Chandler. Um, Frankie Edgar, who will be having his retirement fight. So lots of good stuff there. CBSSports.com, as always, is where you can see all the written work. Thank you so much to Fightful Pro Wrestling, Sean Ross Sapp, and everyone on the team for having me here every month. Uh, Emilio, Steve, Larson, it's been so much fun having you guys. I want to give you all your flowers. Emilio Sparks, if there's anything you want to let the people know, floor is yours. Um, just, you know, download the sessions with Renee Paquette, like and comment, follow that YouTube as well. Um, you can subscribe to my podcast. It's co-hosted with the mighty Vin Rassel rap W R A S S L E R A P. Uh, check out one of my favorite podcasts on the Fightful network, Rhapsody, big shout outs to, to those dudes over there. They absolutely crush it all the time. Hi, Sean Ross app. Um, and, and just uh, follow me on social media, too, at Emilio Sparks, E-M-I-L-I-O-S-P-A-R-K-S. And if you like hip-hop and pop culture talk, download uh, Juan Epp is Life with Cypher Sounds and Peter Rosenberg. I produce that as well. 
and gentlemen, it was it was absolutely a pleasure to to get to kick it with you guys and tap in and, and talk some stuff. So oh, thank it was you. awesome to hang out. Yeah, it's fantastic. Absolutely. And then yeah, just Stephen Larson on Google. Just we're everywhere. You guys are going yeah. in raw the podcast, whatever. Just we're there. We're there. <laughs> It's out there somewhere. You type stuff into the search engine stuff. It should come up. I don't know. I don't know how to use that stuff anymore. I, I use AltaVista back in the day, and that's not around. So you know, I know, I know. Renee dropped the oral from Sessions. Are we going to see a similar PG rebranding at any point here? Man, time? we've thought about that for years, but at this point, why bother? We're closer to retirement <laughs> exactly. than we are exactly. starting. <laughs> it's just going to be known as the Raw Cast, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. We're going. Just going. Just Google it. This is the name of our show now. Just Google the damn thing. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll find you. You'll find us right here next month. Another Fightful Wrestling Roundtable. I think that'll be the one-year anniversary. So i got to get started on that. Congrats, dude. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. One-year anniversary once every month. 12 shows a year. It's easy enough to do. Uh, Fightful, thank you guys so much for having us. We'll see you next time. Please look out for all the great content on the channel. We'll see you next month. Take care. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.